Now it's time for another chapter of what? misogyny theater. Right. Yeah. What That's the hell's really wrong with you? everybody welcome to the bamcast episode four bamcast standing for brian augusta and amanda michaels and michael martin we would uh, like to uh, start off this week brian we want to talk a little bit about um the tv shows and how they wrapped up we are coming to the end of television season for uh, most yeah, of the comics a couple of our comic related tv shows have already uh, had their finales uh, agents of shield um it's arrow and flash this week this coming week um. Yeah, the Arrow was. Uh, Arrow they, was actually they had their finale. Yeah, they had their finale. That was a really, a really good finale. That they um they wrapped it up well. Um, they kind of left us with a little bit of hope. Um, you know, uh, Stephen Amell's already been talking about that uh, he won't be back in the Arrow suit, although he has signed to come back because they've signed for two more seasons. And well, on top of everything else, he is a, a major factor in the finale for Flash. Hmm. Wearing a black outfit. Yes, yeah. So wearing wearing black from his time um, with the League of Assassins. So maybe this I won't be back in the arrow suit is a little bit of foreshadowing, or maybe. a little bit of camouflage for for uh, changes. Yeah, you know they had uh, they had mentioned um, that his sister. They had uh, you know they they referenced her like from episode one as Speedy, um, <laughs> and then she said that she wants to be uh, known as Red Arrow. Well, isn't there also, isn't Roy in the, uh, Roy? Roy is Arsenal. Right. Right. So he, okay. he, but she's wearing his red speedy. suit now. Yeah. Ah. Um, so that's that. I think the, I think they may actually be building to actually start and call him the green arrow. And uh, uh, that, that's doing. something uh, I've actually heard as a rumor. Yeah. But a rumor from the, uh, from the inside, as it were. Don't know that it will happen, but they've made such a point, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, season and also when his crossovers to the whole idea of green being a motif. So I'm sure they'll get back to it. And it's possible they'll expand the name. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But Flash has its uh, finale. Um, one of the best things about the Flash, other than the fact that it was, they just get it right. Uh, they get the sensibilities right. They get the character very much right. Is that they've been building this uh, sort of amazing mystery all season with uh, the reverse Flash, who is yet to be called Professor Zoom, as in the comics, but the reverse Flash. Eobard uh, Thawne. Eobard Thawne, the, uh, flash from the, the evil Flash from the future. Um, mm -hmm. So the finale includes uh, at least Arrow and uh, some of his heroic supporting cast, uh, along with Firestorm and a few of the other characters that have been introduced. So it's nice. a giant team. In fact, the second to last, the penultimate, also featured these characters. Helping him fight the reverse flash. Uh, so that'll be, that pays off um, the 19th, uh, May 19th. So that's, depending on when you hear this, right around the corner. Right as around of the corner. Right now. Right. Cool. Um, the good news, I guess, for Flash and Arrow fans is that both shows have been renewed and renewed for two seasons, which is not atypical, but it's not common. And for CW, it's, uh, it's, it's a major. Yeah, I think CW, commitment. CW knows what where their well, money is being made uh, right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, as I understand it, they're they're uh, 
there are CW is a partnership between CBS and Warner Brothers. That's right. hence the CW. So it's not like they have no budget, but they definitely run leaner than than the uh, sort of the established networks. But two season commi- two season renewals is a major commitment for any show on any network. And I think uh, a terrific nod to how well the shows have been doing. We're also seeing uh, further commitment from CW in the uh, spinoff series. Right. The first of probably several, at least. Um, we've seen the preview now for, what's it called? Legends of, Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using a lot of characters who've been previously introduced in both Arrow and Flash. And Arrow and Flash get that thing moving. They seem to be the driving forces. I don't know if they will be membership members of the ongoing show. I think not. Um, but who knows? Yeah, I think it's much more. Um, it's like um, they get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, they they get it rolling. Uh, Somebody's opening a can of beer yeah, in the background. Like, it sounds like. Yeah, it's just like getting a, a can of soda rolling. Is for, that PBR? Yeah. That's the drink of my people. So earlier you heard the door opening sure, yeah, yeah. and now you heard yeah. my wife opening the can of can of monster and now you've heard her apologize. So hey. and if she guzzles that thing in a hurry, we'll hear her hyperventilate. Probably, probably. Yes. high quality audio concepts, right? Very excellent. <laughs> excellent. Anyway, back to the back to the issue at point. We see we've seen the preview now for uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And what do we learn the title means? <laughs> yeah, so they are um, all future legends because now they have a doctor who type dude in a trench coat, doctor who slash captain Jack Harkness, um, uh, guy, slash, uh, slash, uh, um, Constantine, I guess in a way, cause he's a Brit. Well, oh. yeah, but so is doctor who. I no, mean, I meant, yeah. but he's a Brit. Well, yeah, yeah. He's a bit gruff as opposed to well, polished. Mm. Exactly. Mm. It's like, you know, hello, I'm here to save your world. Well, with me. He's a know. DC character, Rip Hunter, the uh, time traveling, you know, master of time. Right. Uh, has, it turns up uh, to be uh, to be a Brit, to be a Brit in a trench Because coat. you know so many Brits named Rip Hunter. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't That's, know anybody named Rip. I, I'm sure there's some. Jack the Ripper. Well, yeah. He always but, a Brit. Well, he uh, he saying. was a Brit. Sure. He was a Brit. As far as I know, he didn't go by Rip, though. No. I think he went by Jack. Perhaps I just started a whole friends. new universe or whatever where well, his name is. Be real. happy there. His real name is Enjoy. Jack. His real He's name is Jack. Yes. He's a Jack. Yes. He's got a thing for prostitutes who eat grapes. I don't know. Grapes. Oh, that's from hell. My bad. My bad. Grapes. That's what lured him in. Have you seen well, that movie? Really, not the, I know the book. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was a graphic novel. I remember. That's why Alan I wonder. Moore and. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't remember who drew it. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoever that was. <laughs> it was great. All right, so awesome squirrels ran yeah. through the room and and now have just kitty Yay. shiny object. Yay! <laughs> you mean blown our point of focus? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What exactly. is focus? So, well, we didn't just see preview in the TV. We got these shows coming back: Agent of Shields, uh, Shield, Shields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just one Shield. So yeah. just one actually, shield. there was two Shields this, this season, but now it's just back to one. Well, Agent of go. Shield. Has uh, has been renewed. They had their finale, uh, which was a really good lot one. of payoff. It's, uh, mad about it though, because you know the arrow. You got to feel good. Okay, cool. I get to go. Got some summer. closure. I got some closure. Um, Agents of Seal. Nah, screw that. We're gonna. The we're last gonna make- four minutes, it looked like they were gonna just 
Uh, yeah, and then you bastards. Let it go, and then something ate somebody. You bastards. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that are, their finales never give you closure. Well, it drives me the, bonkers. The cliffhanger, that's not rare. It's not rare, but sometimes it does frustrate me. And the on these shows that have me. been very sequential, very serial driven, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be as neat as it was until something ate somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Agent Carter also renewed. I enjoyed that miniseries. Right. And that, that's my point is, you know, we talked earlier that, uh, you know, a lot of people were upset. Oh, how can you not renew it series? It wasn't ever a series. It was a miniseries. If you remember back in the 70s and the 80s, miniseries, you know, thorn birds and, and mm-hmm. roots and or roots, depending on where roots. in the world you come from. Wow. <laughs> wow. Roots. It's an upper Midwestern thing. <laughs> Oy vey. Yeah, or, or I got it from mom and it's a Western New York thing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, they, they, they don't do those that much anymore. And so no. Agent Carter was a miniseries. And so they are going to do another Agent Carter miniseries. Well, the reason we don't call them miniseries anymore. I mean, thanks to uh, Devour TV. I mean. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, like Netflix. Binge-watching Hulu. Binge-watch, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the. Uh, the 13 episodes or even, you know, the Sopranos and things like that on mm-hmm. HBO, those were what we started calling, what were they? They were short seasons, mm-hmm. you know, 10 to, f- 10 to 14 to 15 episodes. Right. Uh, Daredevil was a 13 issue, 13 issue, 13 episode. Uh, it was a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, yes. Agent Carter, which was a heck of a lot of fun. Um. In fact, I, you know, without uh, picking on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I enjoyed Agent Carter more simply because of the period and that it was plugged into. It was a lot of fun, yeah. It was plugged more into universe because it had a lot to do with who Captain America was and mm-hmm. right. the beginnings of all of what we now understand to be the Marvel Universe. So it was pretty clever. And they returned to just post-World War II era, 47, I think they said, for the second run. I love that era. And... Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Yeah. It was terrific. And at least she doesn't have to change her driver's license picture now. Aw. Yay. Did you not see that she took her driver's license picture as Peggy Carter? Oh, no, I didn't know yeah, that. So no. she's wearing the red hat, the hair, the whole the whole, the whole 40s. Right. It's like, oh, I hate you nice. so much. That is so awesome. Well, nice. she, they've been renewed. Um, speaking of, of uh, girl positive, oh, yeah. uh, previews this, what, I shouldn't have used the term? I don't know. Girl positive. It, it's good. It's good. Girl positive. Pro it's a little chick. perhaps coming out of a guy. Maybe it's a little condescending. I don't mean it to be. Oh, I know you don't. There's something about girl positive that made me think of HIV, which. Oh, oh Lord. I know. Well, that's your That's strange. the way my mind works, though. It's really? in a Get very fixed, dark place sometimes. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to make some adjustments. Let's not do All right. Well, then yeah. speaking of girl power. There you go. That's better. Uh, we saw the preview. Uh, for me, a terrific, uh, terrific promise in the uh, CBS series from the same production team, Berlanti and Friends of Flash and Arrow, mm-hmm. for Supergirl, getting a major network pickup, half, I think, an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw the preview, and I got to be honest with you, I was blown away. That looks great. As it much as, cool. as much as I've loved the Flash character and the Flash TV show, I got bigger goosebumps. That's all I can say. They're getting so much right. Tone, the, you know, I guess coming of age nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And frankly, in my mind, getting it better than Smallville. Uh, You know, young, young, enormously, you know, godlike powered 
young person mm-hmm. finding their way in the world. Yeah, the, uh, the when they first announced and they started showing the the first cast pictures and everything, uh, was not a fan of the look. I didn't think that. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't like, oh, it's the most horrible thing. I don't, I don't do that. I give everything. It's I just it didn't do the thing. didn't flip the switch for you. It didn't. I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like the uh, the whole appearance and everything. And and um, still not a fan. You know, uh, they've been doing the the trailers for if uh, if Man of Steel had been uh, oh yeah had been colorized. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it yeah. would have looked better, and you, so you mean blue and gray don't count as colors, right? Yeah. You know, if they would have made it in color, I think it would have been more interesting. And so that was the same thing with that. I, I didn't like the way that looked particularly, but um, uh, after seeing it, yeah, I'm in. It looks cool. Um, it it looks like um a show that that everybody would want to watch and and see kind of how it comes out. I'm excited by the production team being the same. Um, the, the feel and consistency, you know, when they do the dark shots and everything, it, it does look like she could be on the flat set of arrow and flash easily. Um, Stephen Amell said that all the DC TV properties can cross over. CBS uh, said this past week, however, they'd prefer to wait. Right. Right. But, but I, they're not saying no. And I think they would take the boost. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like uh, arrow and flash aren't really popular shows. And yeah. it's also not like internet work. Crossovers right. haven't happened. Right. They don't happen mm-hmm. a lot, but they've happened. And don't press me to name any of them, but they, they've, they've been done. Yeah, they yes. have. They have. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only bad news for comic-related uh, TV uh, was that Constantine has uh, been officially canceled. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then there's some buzz that uh, perhaps CW could pick them up or Netflix. Was that one of the... Yeah, they were kicking around um, Netflix as a possibility. I think, I think Netflix... Um, you know, anything that would be not regular TV would be a really good play for Constantine. They finally did. Uh, you know, we talked in an earlier episode where I, I wasn't able to watch it. They are finally um, having all the episodes on. So we've been uh, we've been catching up on it. Um, I found that it's Is this on Hulu. Or? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh-huh. Um, I found that the um, the episodes are good enough and disturbing enough that they don't make me feel good before I go to bed. So I can't, I can't watch them straight on through. This I didn't mis- know that was this possible This is Mr. Darkness? You. Well, right. you know, it, it, I, I want to have some happy thoughts in my head before I go to bed. And uh, not a whole lot happy happening in Constantine, which no. made it good. I, I think if you put it on something that wasn't regular network television, I think you can make it in- incredibly awesome. It, it was running right next to Grimm, which seemed like a good setup. Right. right. Grimm mm-hmm. can be pretty... Grim. Grim and yeah. uh, and dark, but Grim has also took some time getting established. Yeah. They were bounced around time slots and, mm-hmm. and nights. Um, you know, I can't help but wonder if, if they had, if, they, if NBC really felt committed by the time they got to it. Uh, Constantine got interrupted a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, they've, they've had a bunch of stuff sports related and whatnot to get in the way. Yeah. Um, but they delayed the, the launch of Grim. I want to say, I want to remember. Um, I'm not sure. I just think it didn't feel like the right commitment was made. And also, it's not uh, Berlanti and, and uh, company right. uh, mm-hmm. producing it as a DC show. So it is darker, heavier. I thought it was not bad. I thought the acting was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best sort of original weirdness since early X-Files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's probably intentionally, but it's certainly what it reminded me most of. Yeah, I, I were think, the non mythology X Files episodes. Yeah, if they if they put that on somewhere other than NBC, I think they're going to have 
something much bigger than they think they know. I think in that context, CW might be the wrong place. I, I think it is too. And but then uh, isn't NBC just announced um, Preacher? Um, and they've started putting pictures of Preacher up. Oh is yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, and that, and and I'm I'm pretty sure that was NBC. So I'm like, y'all screwed up Hellblazer, and now you're gonna go go screw up uh, Preacher. All right. All the casting I've seen suggests that they're nailing, that they're getting the characters. Oh, Constantine was perfect. I mean, I mean, know, the, I'm preacher. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah. They can I'm, cast preacher I'm, perfectly. I'm blanking on his name. I don't know. He's the guy who plays uh, uh, Stark uh, and yeah, Agent Carter, right? And in the movies, mm-hmm. right? Dominic something, mm-hmm. but um, he's uh, he's playing. Uh, all I mean to say is that from looking at the casting, they're they are including the characters. And they are including the premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's to get back to it. It's kind of grim. Yeah. 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 A preacher is uh, not your feel good hit of the summer. No. And, and that's why terrific, I'm really terrific, that terrific comic. trying to do it. I'm just mm-hmm. really, really, I wonder if they, I wonder if they made the same deal, at, you know, the preacher and Constantine were, was a deal they made right. in, in combo. Probably. Yeah, we got vertigo stuff. So we're yeah. going to do. Right, you know, two Vertigo comics. Same, I think it's the same producer as Constantine. So. Yeah. They should try to go to FX because FX was a good sense. network for Grim yeah. stuff. I mean, they had Sons of Anarchy for the longest time, yeah. which the or, last couple seasons of that I couldn't watch before bed because I would have some crazy dreams. But right. you know, I think they could use well, a AMC, replacement for that. AMC is going to only its second comic adaptation after Walking Dead, and I'm blanking on which it is. Um, um, didn't they just saw, well, they've got the, the walking dead spinoff coming. No, they've got another comic adaptation. They've but, just announced. But yeah. Is that Kirkland's also, or Kirkman's also, no, um, I don't think demon so. Book? It's what? Uh, cause I think Kirkman just signed a deal for his demons book. That could be, this is an existing property. And at first I thought it might've been uh, yeah, preacher. I think, I think it's not. I know. I think this one is, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's Kirkman's book. Well, it's definitely an an independent of one sort or another. But anyway, more comic book stuff, um, more commitment. Yeah, FXX, I think you're right, Amanda. That would be probably, it's also where a lot of X-Files and a lot of that other stuff re-ran. Well, now that everybody's seen what Netflix can do, you know, now with Daredevil and now everybody's got. um, Oh, Amazon, Hulu, all of these are getting into original production. Preacher is coming to AMC. AMC. So it is. Oh, okay. All right. Did I mention the actor's name? I think I should do him right. Um, big news in comic book world. Blah, blah, ha, la, ha. It'll take me a second to figure out who but the actor first, is. She will speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 you Steve Dillon, I need to call it comic book. Ruth Nega. Let me, part let me just Jesse bring everyone Frank up to date. Uh, Amanda is scrolling on her phone. Yes. Through uh, a link is, to where I come in and edit things. Comicsology. Mitch. You mean you don't think people want to be part of our process? People like that Probably behind not. the scenes stuff. No. No, I do. I like it. Not oh my goodness. Me. Not this behind the scenes. No. Not yeah. to the not to that place behind the scenes where everything grinds to all. Yeah, that's, that's kind and, of exactly. And what's starts to smell right like burn, burning oil. That would be bad. All right. Well, you because you it's buried. I will find, find it. it. When you she find, will find it, it. You, you let us know. So I'm anyway, on it. Eventually, I'll more, have an answer. Much more uh, suitable a placement for yeah. preacher. Yeah, means they'll be able to swear. Yeah, which is necessary. You know, get the swears as we as we say. What 
Preacher is from Seth Rogen and even Goldberg. That's right. I did read that. Based on comic books from the writer Garth Ennis and artist Steve Dillon. And Rogan promises that they're taking it much more seriously than they took the Green Hornet. It's actually oh, let's what hope. he said last week. Let's hope. How could it not? Right. That was a hot mess all over the place. <laughs> you can tell they were stoned out of their minds when they did the Green Hornet. Well, where do we transition then? Well, so we had talked about Supergirl a little bit and, you know, the, the interesting, well, so Supergirl people are complaining already. Um, saying that um, it looks like an Ally McBeal thing. And, well, it's not Supergirl people. It's just one branch of people right, out there. People are complaining mm-hmm. about that. So, and it seems like we have an ongoing theme. I almost feel like we need to entitle like a special segment of the show on what the hell's wrong with you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's, that's right. it. We'll now it's time for another chapter of what misogyny the- theater. Right. Yeah. What that's the hell's not- wrong with you? Um, so on this week's misogyny theater, um, well, I mean, first off, there have been complaints and one of the complaints against Supergirl, she's not hot enough, right? Because these, uh, you know, women in general and and characters on television exist solely for what? Rubbing one out. She, right. Well, I wasn't going to go there. I was thinking more like just simply for guys who can't approach women. Well, you know, yeah. you know, with, with DVR, you can pause it, you can rub it out, you can wipe off your screen, you can continue on with the show. Right, right. Know, so the cleanup is easy. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little something in your throat. Oh, it wasn't me. I'm not the one yeah. that did that. Too. All right, all right. Yeah, no. swallow it down. Uh, yeah. Um, I just refresh things. Ice, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So there, there, Supergirl's not hot enough, and now, um, or so, it's too much. You know, an empowered woman bothers people, right? And so, with empowered women, Mad Max um, Fury oh, yeah. Road oh, release no. this week. Um, I haven't gotten to see it yet. Big, big Mad Max fan, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, but the first, yeah. So the first things we heard are the um, first sh- stuff to hit the fan is, um, you know, it's all about Charlene Theron. It's not about Max. And it's about, um, she just tells everybody what to do and men do it. And so they're all about women's power dogs and and women empowerment. So there's, there's one fun little item for you to think about that. Somebody honestly went to the trouble to get offended about something. And they they made a big people. Men should not see this movie. If men don't go see Mad Max, that's pretty much the entire audience. That's a horrible generalization. That is completely not true. There are plenty of women that want to go see Mad Max. I'm sure that's the case, but let's be honest. The primary audience is mostly, I mean, yeah, it it is violent action. Sure. I feel guilty now. Anyway, don't feel guilty. It wasn't the whole of it, however, as it were. Um, It's not just that they have a powerful woman, which is an offense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but in the opening weekend, this past weekend, mm-hmm. pitch perfect. It was that pitch they perfect? They got smacked two. by a tubby Australian chick, Rebel Wilson. Represent it, tubby. Well, and and everything else that made uh, presumably pitch perfect one. It was ridiculously awesome. The first one, I, mean, I I've admitted I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten like, to watch it yet. But it's not I'm that I'm, I won't watch it. Um, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is um, is uh, Bring It On. Yeah. You know, I paused and on that the other day like to watch it. This is like Bring It On with 
acapella singing. Yeah, there it cracked go. me up. I mean, it's a great cast. The cast is funny. They work well and they play off of one another well. And I didn't think I would give it the time of day. But once I actually sat down and watched it, I think it just happened to come on HBO. Mm-hmm. I was dying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why was I such a snob? And I was like, I would never see a movie about I freely admit acapella that singing. I've watched it at least three or four times on yeah. HBO. I was like, I'm not a gleek, so why would I ever watch Pitch Perfect? But it was pretty hilarious. Now, Mad Max had a phenomenal opening weekend. Yeah, great. It did very, very well. And if that were the whole story of the, of the weekend and the generalization of, of uh, ticket sales, um, it by no means failed. Um, it did very well. Mm-hmm. However, Pitch Perfect 2 kind of outdrew it mm-hmm. by quite a bit. Yeah. Now, of course, all of those butthurt weenies out there who hated the idea, wouldn't even go see it because of a powerful woman, are now blaming wussy men who let their significant others drag them. I feel like we've taken a few steps back and I should be watching Married with Children and the whole no ma'am movement with Al Bundy when he... (laughs) You know, created a club that women were not allowed in where all they did was really talk about boobs. So clearly they hated women in some form. The the He-Men Women Haters Club. So, I mean, you know, there's always idiots. There's always idiots. That could be the name of the podcast. There's always idiots who are going to complain about one thing or another. It's not. We've said this before. We'll say it again. Sometimes I'm on the side of the complaint more often than not, especially when it's white men complaining about not being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we have to travel into the future past several nuclear holocausts before white men stop getting the breaks. I, my thing is, I just get tired of there are so many other things to complain about. Right. You know, so many more you yeah, know, but, you know, real items that, that should be much more worthy of your outrage than right. Pitch Perfect 2 opened to more money than Mad Max did. As if, as if in, in some way, and, and of course it isn't in any way, a reflection of the quality of the Mad Max Fury Road, of the audience of Mad Max Fury Road. as a very dedicated fan base, and they turned out, and they turned out in droves. Mm-hmm. It's apples and oranges, which is the, you know, the very obvious thing. Yeah. Two different audiences. There may be plenty of you know, crossover in the Venn diagram right. of the whole thing. Oh, honestly, I think it would have been much more interesting if they'd have both crossed over um, because apparently um, in Fury Road, we had uh, flamethrowing guitars. And yes. Well, so I what? would have liked to have seen some uh, Road Warrior out acapella singing. You know, <laughs> some people just drove on it. Here's how now we're going to smash them bitches. If, I'm going to run over them with a truck. If you put Bam. that, If you put that flamethrowing guitar in the hands of Rebel Wilson... That'd have been the I'm shit. All yeah. over it. I could keep. Uh, she could rock it. Me. She could work it. Akakilla. Yeah. We getting Akakilla up in this biznitch. Uh huh. She's clearly the hot one, so why not give her a flaming guitar? Uh, that's what I'm saying. saying. She could. She could carry it off. She could work mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> so silly. And, and that's <laughs> what I mean. I mean, we've done this. So we're in episode four. Yeah. We've been doing this for for uh, it's biweekly podcast. There's just always and something every stupid. week that we get to discuss 
jackassery at this kind of level and it's starting to just get absurd. It would be of, amazing of to me if people that. were this passionate about real things. Homelessness. Well, right. You know? Yeah, feeding the yeah. poor. Um, Poverty, homelessness, healthcare, yeah, drug addiction. Let's get it. A lot of people listening to this hopefully are going, yeah, as opposed to, huh? Huh? But <laughs> what are those right. things? That's right. Healthcare, if says a 35-year-old we guy in the basement. Uh-huh. That's what dad worries about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. More, more absurdity. You, from, do you think perhaps we've reached the point where there will be no more idiocy? No. Ridiculousness. No. I, I'd I, like to believe. I never believe that. I, I'm sorry. I'm much more realistic <laughs> about the life and, mm-hmm. and the world that I live in. And um, plenty of people, people getting livid about dumb stuff. They got to figure out how to breathe through their nose, first of all. You know? <laughs> and then, then think, we'll be able to start tackling some issues. Sta- oh, my God. Standing up off their knuckles, probably. Standing straight would help. Yeah, you know, I, I keep trying to say that there's nothing wrong with with being a fan and being enjoying your passion and, and loving what you do. But whatever happened to to being proud of the exclusivity of that fan club? And that's but the, well, the, here's the funny part. Is uh-huh. It does go either way. It is either I'm proud that Mad Max didn't do that big because that makes me a part of an elite group of man. We really dig this movie and it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, or on the flip side of that. God, I'm so tired that Avengers and Ultron <laughs> did so much money because this is my thing and this is special mm-hmm. to me. And you guys don't know really what it's all about. And it's special to me. There's well, really yeah, no winning with that kind of. We, we've kind of talked about it before. It's like, yeah, the geek dream is that this stuff will happen as it is happening. Yeah. To enormous success. But the minute it's successful, it doesn't belong to the geek anymore. It's no longer exclusive. It belongs yeah. to the world. Right. I yeah. mean, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron couldn't have reached. A billion plus in a week and a half or two weeks or whatever, strictly on the, on the, on the backs of fans. Sorry to say they've, we don't have that much money. We've turned that the, the, the media has turned those things into worldwide properties. You know what? It, this is kind of reminding me of a little domestic dispute I had with my husband last week because he was trying to accuse me of not being a real fan of comics or things like that just because I didn't start. Oh, you came into it too late. I came into it late, which, um, hi, you didn't really know anything but Batman before we met. Anyways, um, <laughs> I started falling in love with uh, like all the characters from the DC and Marvel universe through my exposure to Batman, the animated series. I used to watch that when I came home from school every day, a great entree and X-Men on Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned about the Phoenix saga and realized that I hated Jean gray and all that stuff. But (laughs) he calls me, he says, I'm not a real fan because I wasn't a fan of the comic books. I'm like, there's a difference. I still know and love and invested in these characters, and I'm very passionate about them. Um, Did I take the time to read the comic books right away? No, because my initial exposure to them was through the cartoon. Had it not been for the cartoon or the movies, my interest in the comic books might not have ever been there. Those those things wouldn't have existed. I wanted to be a literature. If they weren't options to bring other people in. The the most most popular DC character today started on Batman, the animated series. Harley, Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah. Hello. That's, I love her. That's where she started. She She's started in that job. Else. And she was created just so one of the people could get a job for someone he thought was a good voice talent. 
Is that I'm right? Like, Hello. I've never, never heard the story. It's some Wikipedia article I read, but that the whole, makes sense the to whole me. whole mentality. All, Who knows with, how accurate it is? With but. all due respect to your husband. Yeah. Some due respect. So you don't have to we, respect we him. Try. I don't. It's, why? It's you don't diminishing have to by the moment. That whole not real fan thing. Who gives a crap hey, how there's, I there's started? Rules. There should be no rules. Well, Damn it. I like it. Leave me alone. Right. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, oh, well. But again, this is more of that protecting the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turf. When you think about yeah. it, when I was growing up, you know, I watched Super Friends, you mm-hmm. know. And, and you show no visible signs of damage. Well, well Super <laughs> Friends was awesome. Keyword there is visible. But you people know? can hear this and they can hear the damage. Perhaps. Well, I don't sure. know. But right. I, I didn't have the ability to read a bunch of the books. It wasn't until I was in my 20s that I started collecting. And even then it was, I, you know, I have one pathetic long box left. But you, um, but you knew the characters, or you knew some characters, right? But at yeah. the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't mean just because you don't get all of them. I don't read um, current series because I don't like waiting. It's the same as I, I, you know, binge watch on things because I don't like waiting. So yeah, I wait until the graphic and the collected, the collected editions come out almost immediately, right? Anyway. And that's what yeah. I, I'll get that, and that way I can read the whole thing. So it's, it's so silly and but you know i remember it i do mm-hmm. remember you know when the boondock saints came out it, it, you know you guys probably don't know that when that movie was released getting a, a copy of it on vhs was extremely hard because of the, the release rights um and how it was done so um there are certain movies that there were like that boondock saints heavy metal mm-hmm. um there were certain movies and, and things that we just loved and and that was made you part of that club you know, mm-hmm. you were part of the club. And, and if you got that movie, it's, it's the same as uh, I know people that if they know that they're talking with somebody and they can bounce a big Lebowski line off of them, they're probably somebody they want to hang out with. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we do have our club exclusive uh, mentality and, and the way we want to hold things. But, the, 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 you know, again, we talk about the misogyny a lot and a lot of it starts with. Those girls came into it too late to be legitimate fans. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a sad, stupid thing. Yes. I mean, if if we wanted to have rules, um, you know, I bought first issues of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough that, <laughs> that I was in on the earliest days of FF and, and Spider-Man, the mm-hmm. Marvel age, as it were. Mm-hmm. I don't count that as a ticket to anything special. I mean, for so long, it was a ticket to... Ostrazay. Right. You know, especially in gym. And uh, (laughs) yeah, kids, if you didn't know back in the days, you didn't go to Walmart and buy your superhero t-shirts because everybody wore them. You, yeah, you you didn't. And if you did have them, they looked at you. They were hard to find. I mean, Mm. if you had them, well, they were like, why are you in high school wearing something that you should like an elementary kid should be wearing? Yeah. Unfortunately I got tall quick enough, but still, (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't a, a badge of, of honor or pride. We are mostly hiding in shadows mm-hmm. like grubs and, uh, and, and roughly just as tanned yes. as grubs. Um, and it's great. You know, I grew up to actually do it and that was cool. Yeah. But again, we start drawing lines. I mean, we're a community. Um, and unfortunately a segment of that community is a bunch of dopey guys. Yeah. Who still wanted to be the, you know, the Eltonville Comic Society. But the, 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 the good news is, the good news is, is Phoenix Comic Con is coming up here in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, so uh, bigger than ever, I hear. I'm oh. so excited. It's my first Comic Con ever. 
I, that is so crazy and and so neat. That's because you came into it so late. Yeah, I know well. it's because I'm not a real fan and I never read the damn books. I just watched the cartoons religiously and got pissed when X-Men was canceled to make room for Power <laughs> Rangers. Power Rangers is a piece of shit. Oh, no. In my opinion. I'm just saying. Your results may may differ. Yeah, we may have some listeners. Because Power Rangers was somebody's intro. Power Rangers, to me, looked like a live-action ripoff of Voltron. You know what, though? When Power Rangers came out, I was in my early 20s. And and I watched it. And I I remember watching it going, this is freaking brilliant. Um, (laughs) Were you you stoned? Yeah. Quite possibly. Because um, that's the only way I can see it being amusing. No, it was it was okay. I mean, yeah, it was very likely that was the case too. But the reason <laughs> that I knew it was brilliant was because I'm like, they combined giant robot fighting, uh, martial arts movements, team stuff, these goofy uh, monsters and everything. I'm like, this is freaking brilliant. This is going to make so much money. It's, it's, even, yeah. it's even more brilliant than that. These shows existed. In fact, Power Rangers is made up of, I think, two different shows or two different incarnations of a similar show. Oh, it's been multiple incarnations. But it was, it was so show. all of the action, well, all of the, the monster stuff. I'm talking about the original too. But all of the monster stuff, whenever they introduced the White Ranger character, that was from another incarnation yes. of the original Japanese Rangers, whatever mm-hmm. they were called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but all of that footage of the fighting of the monster, the big blobby rubber monsters and all of that fun stuff was Japanese original footage. The brilliance of whichever outfit brought it out. Saban. Saban, right. Mm-hmm. They hired American actors to add all of the high school mm-hmm. soap opera stuff, to add in all of the uh, communing with the big head, whatever he was called. Yeah. Um, all of that was added to Americanize it. And, of course, to give American faces to all of the heroes. Mm-hmm. So you saw them in costume without the helmets. They were roughly the size of the Japanese actors who were just costumes, who, who we saw only in costume. Right. Yeah. Um, never realizing that you were looking at something that was put, put together out of at least three or four pieces. Yeah. Of pre-existing that part's Weirdness. cool. I and think I would have been okay with it if it was animated, but I don't know, just the cheesiness and the campiness that of was it, I so could cool not hate. But that represents an awful lot of like 1980s era Japanese kids television. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was inspirational. And right. a lot of live action stuff with exactly the same deal. When we There's see. a handful of heroes that never made the translation from the Japanese to the American scene. Because Power Rangers was so huge. Now, just amazing Arizona Con. Yeah, I was just a bunch of Power Rangers yeah. appeared. I don't know which group they were. I didn't recognize them. Some I, of the I watched ones, it yeah. with my daughters when they were very young. And for them, it was an intro to costumed heroes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hugely popular so thing. Maybe but. I'm just bitter that they took my Wolverine away. Well, I, mean, I, can, I can see that that would have been painful. It was. But again, Every one of these things is somebody's intro True. to being a fan. Now that uh, you, you'll see them at the, the conventions, I don't think they're scheduled to be at the Phoenix, but um, with Phoenix coming up, the, the list of people um, going to be at Phoenix Con, um, really, really unbelievable. Um, Media guests, and they've got, an, unlike a lot of shows, a huge 
contingent of comic folks. Yeah. So um, you're going to be at what booth, Brian? You're. Uh, I am 13139, I believe. One That's the Brian Augustine table. 13139er. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like a uh, like a CB handle, but mm. no. So, what are you going to be doing at your booth? What do you got going on? What are you going to be? Uh, I will be done, you know, displaying the samples of stuff I've done. Well, tell I've people got. what you've done so they remember. I'll have copies of uh, Flash. I'll have copies of Crimson. Um, I'll have copies of Out There. I'll have copies of Gotham by Gaslight. Um, things of that nature. Plus, I'm debuting some new stuff. Nice. Uh, working with some local artists, we're uh, we're putting together a, a something we're calling Nonstop Comics. That's a brand name, our brand name, um, and it is all ages, all fun, literally nonstop. Nice fun in the in the old meaning of that phrase, um, and you know, creating characters, putting it out there. Maybe there'll be a Kickstarter involved. Yeah, Kickstarter, my favorite thing in the world. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> not. not. Tell everyone why that's a, not uh, your favorite thing. Well, so our Kickstarter, uh, we did not get funded. How so, much uh, How much was your goal? Our goal was five, and we got to about 2,500, um, mm-hmm. which we, we think we know why. We think it was because it was an episode or uh, um, issue two. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to retool and um, do um, our first three issues as book one. Um, and that way we can come out with a 64 page oh, graphic, graphic novel. novel. Sure. Um, and then I'll be honest with you. My experience says the Kickstarter rules and the people who follow Kickstarter seem to have more trouble with ongoing right. series versus the project. Yeah, that's what we've uh, kind of learned. So we're going to go back and do that. But good news is, is issue two is going to be out by Phoenix. Um, so we have uh, issue one and issue two of the book will be out at to, uh, to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And what booth will you be at? Uh, so we're going to be at booth 3132 um, Nightshade Comics. Um, so Adam and I will be there um, pushing, uh, <laughs> pushing uh, blood and dust and uh, excited that uh, issue two is going to be really awesome. We're going to oh, have uh, our beautiful. booth is going to be off the hook. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. I think we may actually be podcasting from our booth. Let's uh, let's do that. We've uh, we've spoken with Amanda about wandering about and bothering mm-hmm. people in a sort of uh, jaywalking. The, the yeah, I'm going to go talk to the people crowd to talk and see, silly and, and uh, that'll be cool. What's going on? What brought them there? What's going to keep them coming? And, you know, I think for you, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, getting your first time at a con and, and especially since you're going to be walking around, getting a chance to talk to people and things gives mm-hmm. you a chance to look at it from the inside while sort of being an outsider. Yeah. Because you'll you'll be the interviewer to a, to some degree and yeah. you can you can watch through the window while you're right in the midst of it all. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a great way to, to get your baptism of fire. Blowing my mind a little bit because, well, you know, I can't believe that this is the first time I'm going. But last year, we just happened to be going to a show at Stand Up Live around the same time that Comic-Con was going on. Right. And just like watching all the cosplayers in the middle of the summer and their dedication to their characters and all that. It was so cool to me. And I just think it'll be a whole new level of people watching and um, exposure to the this, comic book world the, we've, we've talked about it before, but the Phoenix Con has just been blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're expecting 75,000 people. 75 was their max last year. Yeah, and they're expecting at least 75. At least 75. The uh, previous year, 55 was a tremendous, yeah. or about 58, actually. 
yeah. was a tremendous draw for a new con. But 70, yeah, 74, 75 last year, I think I, I've said before, put it in the top five yeah. cons for 2014. For me, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, I remember going to my very first con. And the very first con I went to was Phoenix Comic Con in 2009. Um, and I got me feeling like grandpa. Well, (laughs) you got to remember though, you've been in the industry for, for, for a while. You've you've been, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, 2009, I had just got, um, my, my left kidney removed, um, the month prior. Was that Um, like in the subway? Did that happen? uh, No, it was a, it was a hooker in, in, in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, I think we all have that. And I woke up in a bath. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I, I just had uh, my first (laughs) bout of cancer and they had just removed my kidney and, um, thinking about feeling guilty. God. I forgot about the cancer thing. He, he kicked cancer's ass. Yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. There's yeah, I didn't to feel, feel guilty about, about it. it. I didn't actually feel guilty. The, the, and <laughs> the reason I even bring it up is because it was the very first con that I was ever going to go to. I was still recovering, so I was shuffling around um, because I had my guts cut open. So oh, I'm, I'm literally still holding my stuff. was still t- taped together. Boy. And we were wandering around, but my, my interesting ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of that way. Uh, no, that wasn't cosplay. That really was my guts falling <laughs> right. out. Um, excuse me. Would you, could you pick my colon up? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had never been to a con because even at that one, we were still trying to sell blood and dust for the first time or talking to people about it. And that was the first time I got to sit down and talk with Mark Wade and, and he gave us some uh, advice and everything. So Amanda's kind of in the same boat where she's never really gotten to go as strictly a fan. She's going, you know, as part of media and, and to do that kind of approach. So I think it's different when you go to it as a job, as opposed to, I don't even know what it would be like just to go as a fan. I think Mm -hmm. you get a little buffer actually. And I think it, it'll allow you to ease in Mm -hmm. rather than falling in, which is what most happens. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my, I grew up in Chicago. My first con, just uh, probably before anybody else in this room was born, um, was 1974. I, uh, I, my, my best pal from Chicago and I got on a Greyhound bus and went to New York, which was the only place you could go for a convention. The big, I'm sure we didn't even call them Comic Cons at the time. It was the... I don't recall. Just New York Comic Convention. Yeah, fan expo or a con. One mm. of those things. It was a real con. It was looked pretty much like all of the all of the shows even still look today. Lots of pros uh, doing panels, signing books. You know, almost all of them people that no one remembers. Stanley not looking a million years old. You know what? Stan will go forever. Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Well, now they've but got no, him in Stan, digital Stan form. Stan was on now. an earlier toupee. So uh, he probably <laughs> was, you know, maybe not quite 50 at the time. Was Ditko behind him kind of kick out his chair? It was uh, 74. Was <laughs> not, he was probably pissed, but I Ditko, know. Well, in 74, they weren't working together. Exactly. So. Ditko ah. didn't do this that kind of scene. So I don't remember him being there. But all of the of the folks of the time, you know, Gil Kane and, you know, Neil Adams and Roy Thomas and Denny O'Neill and most of my heroes um, were there. I was in Manhattan uh, with my... Uh, my friend were from the big city. You would have thought when we got there that he was from Iowa. I had trouble getting him out of the hotel for fear that, you know, all that mugging that goes on in New York was going to go on. Oh my uh, gosh. So I wandered uh, unafraid and free 
I didn't get mugged. Nice. No. Nah, well, I got mugged in the sense that I paid like an enormous amount of money for a six pack of Coke. I, <laughs> what, what I'm really thinking is what really happened is Brian may have joined a street gang and he didn't know about uh-huh. it. Kind of warrior style. Like he just running around yeah. with these comic book guys and it turns out he was in a comic you know, gang. It, it, turns, yeah. it turns out, uh, and I use this again much later when I moved to the area to work at DC, but even as a young man of 20, 19 or 20, however old I was, um, I'm still picturing bare chested and just a, right. in a vast warrior style, just running uh-huh. around, just smooth. I, w- I would, I would, <laughs> I would always say, you know, to someone, well, you know, I come from Chicago and we do things differently. At which point they would finger a Tommy gun, right, and run away. Uh-huh. So it worked. <laughs> nice. You know, Al Capone had been dead for 50 years, but. I was still. I was in Chicago. The influence remains. Travel, traveling on his coattails. Chicago. Yeah. Chica- Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. As, uh-huh. as DeMere would have said at the time. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that was my first exposure to cons. And a few, a year or two later, Chicago got that, started getting conventions. Mm-hmm. And now it's, yeah, it's in the blood. I still, I still get just as excited every time. And I'm, I can't wait to get to Phoenix Con. It'll be a blast. It's such a cool Family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as family as you can be with big old titties hanging out, um, mm-hmm. you know, and asses hanging out. And I've asked out. you not right. to do that, but you know what? If we put got them it, away. they'd be flaunted. And put them away. I have some yeah. impressive man nipples. It is a reason. Right? It is a reasonably family friendly. And yes. on top of it, while people are complaining about uh, Comic Con in San Diego uh, being more media than anything else, yes. I think Phoenix is still striving to keep balance we have mm-hmm. a huge list of media guests but still dedication to comics and and yeah. uh you know uh self-plug for me um this is the first year that i've ever been invited to be a guest you're a guest um I am, I am a guest and uh, be our guest be our guest uh, i'm gonna be, be our on a guest. panel by the way so i'm gonna be on a panel with uh like jim Hanna and um a few other um, local uh, guys doing uh, Al Sparrow. Um, wow, you're surrounded by talent. Well, very cool, very cool people, and, well, and a lot of lot so of cool talent. You, but you'll you look know. so much more handsome amongst well, that group. Well, come on, <laughs> not that you're not already handsome. I only bring a room up. Right? All right, do That's, I need um, to dip away so you guys can hug it out a little bit? You a little bit. It's kind I of don't weird. Like, I don't tug actually. I don't actually like to be touched. Oh, I don't hug. Much. I just, I just watch and touch myself. Interesting. I don't hug men much. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I just made it weird. I just, I just wanted to insult Jim Hanna and Al Sparrow. That's really all that was about. <laughs> oh, gotcha. But to to get to my original point, though, um, and he did have is, a point. You don't get to see people like me um, doing um, cool stuff like that at San Diego. Um, the fact that Sean does a really great job of bringing in local people for his show, um, and keeping that balance and, and having little local guys, because trying to get a table, if you're just, if I were just trying to get an artist alley table at Phoenix, that's a three year wait. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge, huge, and bond. that costs something and it does cost. Um, so as a guest, I get to, you know, go gratis. They give me a table. They invite me to do, um, uh, panels just like you do, except, you know, you've been in the business 20 something years and everybody knows who you are. I'm nobody, but it's very cool that they allow local people trying to get their foot in to get in and do that. So well, it's, it's one of the best things Phoenix for that. One of the best things about the show and uh, Sean Denumbrum, who is the comics programming yes. manager, um, works tirelessly. Absolutely. 
to get that balance right, to uh, treat everybody great. He's a, a wonderful human being. Yeah, and at the same time, you've got, sure, you've got people like me, but you've got um, uh, Jim Cernenko is going to be there. Um, a wee little man. A wee very, little man. Very handsome. But come on, man. I mean, how much bigger in the business do you get to be than Jim? Well, Neil you Adams know. will be there, too. Neil Adams is going to be there. So my two great heroes. Uh, I it, think Adams was listed. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. The, the amount of comic royalty that's going to be there um mm-hmm. you know tv shows stars um my my personal favorite um one of my 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 absolute favorite actors in the world ron perlman's going to be there, there you go. so i'm totally i don't normally fan on, he's, well he's got a them, lot of cred i mean but yeah. man come on hellboy, uh, it's freaking hellboy beauty and, clay and the beast yeah and clay i want him to of, die Sons of Anarchy, with, um, oh my gosh yeah dude so um that uh, alone um 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 dr snow from the flash is going to be there people from uh, rocky horror is going to be there well they nice. they actually can't keep them away no uh, they can't that is just awesome sauce though for me well you, you talk about the how long i've been doing this and i have been conventioning and conventioning as a professional since the mid 80s i still enjoy myself i still look forward to it with like i say goosebumps um, at FanFest uh, in December out there at the, at the stadium uh, where, where we were seated nearby. Yeah, yeah. Where we worked on an on a, on a instant comic book together. Yeah, very first time we did it, first time we met, we uh, right. wrote a comic together, which once again, for, for someone like me, that I'm sitting at the table, they introduce, they introduce Brian Augustine, who's, who's done The Flash and all these other things, Scott Collin, Flash, all these other things. And then Mike, hi. Hi. I'm not intimidated at I've all. I've made one book. <laughs> you got to start and somewhere. And yet, thanks to Sean, you were invited to be part of the game. And, exactly. And we had fun. But at cool. that very same show, Neil Adams walked over to my table and started talking to me, and I was uh, an 18-year-old fan again. Oh, yeah. You know, and I get, you know, I got people sitting around me, Eric Mengel and you guys, or, or even Scott Collins was sitting there, and I'm thinking... Everybody knows that Neil just came over to talk to me. Well, we've known each other off and on for years. We've never hung out because I would be a drooling idiot. <laughs> well, that's that's that's. But right. that was a big thrill. <laughs> that's the cool thing, though. That's the we never part. grow up. And we don't. We we never get to grow up. Um, and and my partner Adam couldn't make Fan Fest. He was supposed to be there, and um, that was when I got to meet Will's Portacio. There you go. And um. Wilson's wife comes up to my table and because she noticed that the pinup on my table looked like one of uh, Wilson's favorite students and it, and it uh, was, and it was. And so that's really cool. Uh, well, and here's the good thing is, is I am not, Wilson's I am not, one of the founders of image, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Wilson's, it, he created the character Bishop, um, you for know, X-Men for X-Men. So okay. he's done, done tons and he's doing the Darth Vader stuff he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's just off Beautiful the stuff. Is so awesome. Nice. Um, but, but you know, Wills is uh, from the Philippines. Yeah, Wills is from the Philippines. He was the mentor of my artist, Roy Alan Martinez. Uh, quite a few of the other guys. Yeah, too. and and uh, um, uh, Yule, um, just tons mm-hmm. and tons. And so to get to sit there and talk to Wilson and have him go, yeah, this is awesome, is is cool. Well, the, the mm-hmm. best thing about it for all of us is that the community, uh, if we're all on our best behavior, remembers that we're a community, right? Yes. I, uh, all the years of being professional, the thing I miss most 
was the stuff that we used to get into in the very earliest days, which is a bunch of us would find a corner yeah. of the convention or a corner of the hotel lobby and sit and just yak comics. That was the best part about my first convention back in 2009 was after the show was over, we met a few people who were really cool and, um, you know, invited us to uh, go to the hotel bar where everybody was hanging out. And so, uh, you know, sitting there with some really cool people. The first time I got to meet Ben Gundenig and uh, Kristen Baranek and, and uh, Rob Osborne and a bunch of people that I really think are awesome people. Mm-hmm. And all local stars. Yeah. And, and we got to hang out and I'm like, I like this. This is fun. You know, well, it, you know, it validates to a degree, <laughs> a little bit, you we're, know, we're all in this, uh, you know, broken bus together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. That's fun. And the best thing, I guess, I guess the thing that replaced that for me once it was pro was that the biggest names would just be normal fans yeah. when the lights mm-hmm. were off. Yeah. I was not to brag, but I, I wound up in a bar at a con. I think it was the, uh, one of the, the Oakland show, whichever one that was. And I walk into the bar and there's Neil Gaiman. Now, anybody who's ever seen Neil, he's always in black. I would he lose always wears dark mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah. I gave Neil some of his first DC work. So we knew each other. Nice. But he walks into the bar and he doesn't have his dark glasses on. And I said, Neil, I thought the dark glasses were required by trademark. <laughs> and he looked at me for a moment. He smiled. And he said, I'm off duty. <laughs> That's awesome. And that's just it. We're, you know, that's when the fun starts is when we can, you know, be off duty and just be the fanboys that drove us oh my gosh. into this thing. And you can be a fanboy no matter how you got into it. Thank you. I appreciate your not permission. Not that it's up to me. It's not permission. I'm kind of appreciating I'm saying we count it. that I'm a novice with this kind of stuff because typically when I'm in the room with anyone with any kind of cred, uh, whether it be at the day job talking to, you know, the higher ups or, you know, if I happen to brush elbows with like an NBA player somewhere, I instantly morph into the most awkward Chris <laughs> Barleyan chick you've ever met I can totally see that. down by the river i have no idea what the hell i'm saying anymore and my all gestures and everything just goes hi how are you well, it's just awkward so i'm kind of embracing the fact that i'm a little bit clueless here because i think it will make me a little less it, weird it for helps people. Me, but if that I, happens that's part of the experience it, all, it might be memorable for there. some we've all been there we've all done that and even after years there are still people who will turn me into that drooling idiot i'm sure i'll talk to plenty of people who after they talk to me they're gonna be like what the hell was that yeah there's uh, a few people i think that's your great perspective though. oh okay there's a few people Thanks. that'll be at this one that i i may get a chance to actually meet and yeah there'll be a few people that are on the list that do kind of make me stupid a little bit again that means we're still alive and we're still into this yeah yeah, yeah. i don't mean to be na- name dropping i'm just saying i can't believe after all these years I usually but avoid that happened. with yeah. that's cool though, man. All cost. If you put somebody that's credible and has like an amazing body of work in front of me, I usually like shy away and go somewhere else just because I do get stupid. Like Barrett Jackson meeting Hildebrandt. Uh, I was just like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 I was kind of stupid around Greg Hildebrandt. Uh, well, that's a he was at Barrett Jackson. Yeah, he's, he's weird. Barrett Greg Jackson goes every to Barrett, year. Barrett Jackson he's every a year. car freak. Well, he does his pinups and stuff. He does are. Oh, that's uh, right. I've seen yeah, he does. Right. Oh, yeah. done. Brian Miller was telling me, uh, and he commented on a Facebook post that I talked about. 
and I'm, I'm probably wrong on the number, not that Brian ever listens, but if you do listen, Brian, forgive me for being wrong, but he said he was standing there when somebody walked up and offered him an $80,000 commission. Hildebrand. Oh well, I mean, it's not surprising, I guess. Ultimately. Yeah, just like, you know, guy is amazing. dude's just standing there. Somebody walks up. Yeah, I want you to do like my girlfriend for $80,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just so stupid. <laughs> well, I wish like, I was do my girlfriend for 80000 but I was hey, paying a pic- painting of his That's all I would have heard. Uh-huh. That's one talent I should get paid for and can't. That's, that's the bummer. Right? I know. Hard to. You could do it for free, though. There hard to are get that videos. on Yelp, I think. Uh, well. <laughs> I've tried on Craigslist. Nobody seems Although to be maybe, it <laughs> maybe you could get it on oh, Yuck. Yuck.com. We actually spent like about a minute talking about his junk, didn't we? We did. Well, that's actually short compared to how I normally talk about my junk. Uh, speaking Although of short. short. <laughs> <laughs> yes, See what we did go. there? There you go. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the no, assist. No problem. A tip in, as it were. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> Just for a second. See how it feels. So, yeah, we got good stuff. Phoenix is going to be amazing. I think it'll be an awesome, fun start for you. Um, and I, I don't want to say to everybody, be nice to the ladies. Be nice to everybody. Be nice yeah. to everybody. Be nice to everybody. Hey. Man, I mean, that's the kind of, the, that's the thing is this is the, everybody's when chance to best. where we, we get to go out and be who you want to be mm-hmm. and, and, you know, common common courtesy is always wonderful if you can't say something nice keep your mouth shut yeah um if you're in a giant ass costume get the hell out the aisle right um you know shower i know we talked about that in a really great costume don't stand right in front of my table you know what though somebody made a really good post about that is they say you know what if they do stand in front of your table if your table stands out and it's interesting you're going to be in a lot of really cool pictures um, and so true. I'm okay with that. If it's as long big, as often it's a big crowd, to, however, stuff, right. and you do get lost in it. On right. the other hand, last year at Phoenix Con, I was right across from going blank on his name, but a, a well-established Marvel artist mm-hmm. who is about my age and has been in the business for a long, long time. And he spent the entire show complaining about it to the point where I was actually inviting people to come and stand in front <laughs> yeah, of this guy. That's, and that well, was rude of me, but with eventually uh, you have to, well, again, I knew there were some doing evil it in there because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and that really is, you know, I, I have to say uh, when my, uh, when my Kickstarter failed, it was bummer, you know, it, and it, I'm, yes, it was a bummer. And I will, um, I will say this uh, to you. Uh, we now have multiple other Kickstarter Kickstarter to a degree has become like Kleenex. Yes. It's a brand name, but it also has come to mean crowdfunding. Right, mm-hmm. right. There are others. There are others that are easier to manage from a creative standpoint. Um, GoFundMe. Um, yeah, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Um, there's a uh, few. And there's a number. Yeah. And some of them, Indiegogo at least used to be, uh, whatever you draw, you get. With, uh, with Kickstarter, you have to, right, you have you to, have to realize the yes. goal. That yes. may have changed with some of these, but again, my memory is that you get what you what you accumulate. Well, and we know there's there's different ones and everything, but you know, really the ultimate the ultimate point to the story is is you know, you you I'm not in a place where this is my only life, right? My day right. job and my day life is very fulfilling, very busy. Um I enjoy what I do, and so I don't do this because I hate that. Right. And I don't do this because I expect to make a ton of money and everybody's going to watch my show on television. That's an obvious hope. Right. Tell me, Mike, why do you do this? I do it because it's fun. (laughs) 
And Did you love I your love parents? <laughs> Dr. Freud in the house. But you have to, you have to say <laughs> that because... Um, Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> but you, you, you put a lot of money towards these things. Um, yeah, you, know, yeah. you put a lot of time towards these things. Last, you know. last year I did a Kickstarter. We failed to accumulate. Right. And I know it's a kick in the nuts. But mm-hmm. that's the, the thing is you go to these shows and you do this work, not because you have to. Well, you but, sort of do it because you have because to. Because you, you love what you do. Because it's, you love what you do. And that's going to be the fun part of seeing new people getting to see what they do, seeing mm-hmm. more people continuing to do what they love and, and trying to build their brand and their stuff. And, 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 and seeing people different. who are into it for the first time. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing, uh, I'm not sure which day, I think it's a Friday. Um, an old friend of mine, Dave Olbrich, who is now the editorial director for Space Goat Publishing, which sounds silly, but nah. they have some serious funding. And they're starting up real, you know, real title. I'm interested in anybody with serious funding right but now. But Dave, uh, <laughs> right? Dave and I are going to do a, I guess, a workshop on how to prepare a portfolio or a, a presentation Nice to editors to help newcomers who want to break in, who want to do this, who want to turn that love into action. Nice. Um, so that's at least one thing we'll be doing, and that will be fun. Another great thing that the cons do, and we went to a the lot workshop. of them last year, the workshops. Man, if you have anything, if you want to do a cosplay, if you want to make a comic book, if you want to direct a movie, if you want to do a podcast, mm-hmm. um, they, Phoenix Comic Con has workshops that you can attend all weekend long. Like I said, last year, um, Adam and I were not guests. We were not vending. Um, we were there. We had just funded our Kickstarter, and we were there walking around attending. Uh, it's it's another great distinctive things. of the Phoenix Con that yeah. they do. You know, San Diego used to do a lot of it. I know they still do some. Right. Um, but, again, the, uh, the balance that uh, Phoenix manages and the workshop stuff, I think that's uh, Sean, uh, again, uh, Joe Boudry, who is sort of director of operations or mm-hmm. whatever his title is. Mm-hmm. Um, they get it. So lots of great stuff. So exciting. We're coming up on our time. So really want to just let you guys know we will be at Phoenix Comic Con the very end of this month. Uh, Brian and his booth, mine and me. May 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. It is four days long. Thursday is a great night to be there. I love Thursday nights. That's preview night. Mm -hmm. Preview night. I love Thursday night. Um, Amanda will be there throughout the weekend as well. So we are all going to be there. If you get out there Thursday night, you'll find some interesting contact. Oh, I will find a way. And people will be drunk. I appreciate drunk people. Or we will be immediately afterwards in somewhere close by bar. I'm just saying if I uh, come up to you and ask to bamtize you, just just be nice. Just say yes. Speaking of which, we will have bam buttons there to uh, do the bam cast. So uh, lots of cool stuff, man. So come find us at Phoenix Comic Con. Brian Augustine, uh, Mike Martin, Amanda Michaels will be running around. Bam cast buttons being at my booth, at Brian's booth. I'm going to be giving away nightshade buttons like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so come we'll have be, a good we'll time. Be, we'll be crossing, uh, cross pollinating. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I will direct folks who uh, want to see great art in a new comic. I'll. Blood and Dust will be on my uh, the tip of my tongue. I will mention it. Yep. That's right. This um, is well time for all. That's it. That's uh, that's the cool thing. Awesome. We're, we're in a community. We are. We are. We love, what, we love what we do. We should love each other. And, and that's uh, that's oh, the thing. Sick, so sickening that was. I know. But continue <laughs> to share the love. So make sure you're uh, looking us up. Uh, rate us on iTunes. 
Uh, find us on Podbean, um, but make sure you're rating us. Uh, five-star ratings are wonderful. Share us around. Always appreciate it. Uh, share yes. our Facebook stuff. But uh, one more time, my name uh, for the Bamcast. This is Brian Augustine. Amanda Michaels. And Mike Martin. Thanks so much, for everybody, for listening. Make sure you share us around. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in two weeks at Phoenix Comic Con. Deuces. See ya. Bye.